Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who needs size reduction surgery. Josh Hemo. Should we tell him exactly what I need to get reduced? Uh, nah. Let's we'll keep okay. it a secret. Leave it to yeah. the imagination. Let people speculate. <laughs> figure things out on their own. Leave us a comment what you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is our podcast. We watch a SpongeBob episode every week, and we decide to give you nice little life lessons from each episode. And hopefully we have a little bit of fun along the way. Um, so, as many of you know, last week and the week before that, Josh and I are trying to use the momentum of the Black Lives Matter protests and the calls for police abolition to bring some attention to some causes that you may want to donate to, since everyone is rightfully in a donating uh, kind of momentous frenzy, which I love. Um, what do you have this week, Josh, to pass this along week, to us? I got the uh, Okra Project, and basically the Okra Project is a grassroots collective and their goal is to bring uh, basically like home cooked meals and tackle the issue that a lot of black trans people don't have access to like good food and like well cooked meals and stuff that's healthy for them. So they bring in actual chefs. Uh, oftentimes they are also black and trans um, and they come in and cook home cooked meals within these people's homes. So it's actually a really cool project. Um, so all your donations go into ha- um, paying these chefs and also creating supplies for these meals. So awesome. So uh, this week I decided to pick two things, partly because the first thing I'm picking is very, very time sensitive and I don't actually know how many people are going to be able to donate, but I just wanted to put it in here just because, hey, it extends the reach a little bit and it's um, a lot, a lot more local and small as compared to the other link that I'm about to drop. So um, this is a friend of a friend of mine is collecting Venmo donations to assist a trans person of color um, who is trying to get their top surgery by the end of the month. By the time this episode comes out, there will only be four more days to donate, but every dollar helps. So um, if you could do that, I will leave the Venmo link in the show notes. But if you want to just do it right now, um, the Venmo is sin vergüenza for our white people. It is S-I-N-V-E-R-G-U-E-N-Z-A. And like I said, it's time sensitive. They're supposed to have their top surgery at the end of the month, which I think is around the 22nd. Um, It might get rescheduled, so I might let you know in case that is uh, what happens. But a couple bucks goes a long way. And I have found with donations and stuff, I I feel a little bit more fulfilled when it's something a lot smaller because it doesn't feel like a drop in a larger bucket. It feels more uh, impactful. Yeah, Yeah, it feels impactful in the way that like, I think that I have a direct influence on yeah. this on a person, um, which a lot of that other stuff is is good. But again, like I don't know, it just feels different for me. I donate to both, but it feels different to me. Um, and then the other thing that I put is I found this link through I think Act Blue, I think is the website, and it literally is a collection of Black trans groups, which. Um, you could easily cherry pick any single one of those, and I might uh, do that for the future um, little donation links that we drop. But this one splits your donation between multiple causes, and you can even, I think, uh, proportion things out. So if you want $50 going to a certain group and then the rest be split up, you can do that. 
So yeah, so I'm going to drop both of those in the show notes and of course Josh's as well. And of course, keep posted on our, our Instagram post. I probably wouldn't put the Venmo one in the Instagram post just because it'll be a little be, late by then. Yeah, it might be a little bit too late, but you know, I've but been sharing it on my Instagram. Embrace, and, embrace that same energy though. Like if you yeah. find little things that you can donate to that help people directly, like this is time, any time to do it, but especially now, like especially with everyone being, like you said, in very charitable momentum mood right now you should find causes that you can help people out as much as possible i know in the past i've seen a lot of gofundmes and a lot of little venmos and i've always been like reluctant and hesitant to do it and like just more and more i realize that that is not the mentality to go with if you have a couple bucks to throw around to, to people it's really helpful and especially because what's kind of interesting is i've noticed especially with all the donations a lot of grassroots organizations really aren't nonprofits because there's a lot of requirements that require nonprofits to exist to get the certain kind of licensing or whatever I don't permit, I guess you could call it. Um, and it just doesn't, it's not really conducive to getting people money immediately sometimes. So, so yeah. Um, donate, do something, something helpful. Sign a petition. Yeah. Yes. We like keep, like we said, like we have a, on top of donations, we always suggest other things you can do. So keep checking out for stuff like that. And again, if you can't donate, there are ways that you can still help out. So just yeah. keep the momentum going. Yeah. We ask. A lot of it's going to die down soon. And it's already, it's already been it dying going. down and there's still a lot of terrible things happening every day. So, yeah. Well, hopefully to distract you from those terrible things mm-hmm. for just a little bit, um, we are going to talk about season four, episode 19, the pink purloiner and Squidwood. <laughs> Act one, the pink purloiner. I really hope I've been saying this right. <laughs> I really Googled it really quickly and I don't know how to read the phonetic alphabet. So it's one of those uh, SAT words that never come up ever in your life. Yeah, exactly. Except <laughs> for when Nickelodeon is trying to find something to alliterate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it means thief or something like that. So the more you know. Anyways, in this act, SpongeBob and Patrick are out in jellyfish fields to experience the three-day jellyfishing migration. After a good first day catching jellyfish with his jellyfishing net all reliable, SpongeBob uh, goes to bed and he wakes up and realizes that his uh, good old reliable is missing. And he remembers Patrick strictly saying that he would kill for a net like that. So he spends the rest of the episode trying to see if Patrick stole his net. And, of course, shenanigans ensue. So to start us off, Josh, what I want to ask you mm-hmm. is which jellyfish has the dirtiest name? <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you caught that, too, because they were I, all 100%. <laughs> yeah, so as a refresher for people who have not seen the episode slash um, can't remember them all, I got blue-crusted blaster. Mm-hmm. speckled squirter two-fisted jumper and golden-throated stinger i mean those are all super solid like induendos right yeah. um but the one that hit me the hardest for some reason was the two-fisted jumper whatever it is <laughs> i don't know why but just hearing that i was like that's oh my god <laughs> like out of all of them even if it came after the like speckled squirter which is like, also like pretty bad up there but i was like two-fisted jumper that's it <laughs> yeah I guess, like, I don't know, like, each one has its own issues. Like, if you said blue blaster, not bad. Blue crusted blaster, sounds gross. Yeah. Uh, Speckled, speckled jellyfish, not bad. 
squirter jellyfish gross so yeah. like and then two-fisted like what does that mean like i get it but also what does that but mean? also yeah, exactly <laughs> and then the last one golden throated stinger yeah <laughs> golden stinger throated stinger it, again it's just like one word in each of these that is just just throws wrong. it over it's yeah. just wrong uh, maybe it's just our our dirty perverted minds. That's one hundred percent it. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I, I do like how they like swung the golden throated stinger and like had it sing that whole like little aria it was doing. It was pretty good actually. Yeah, I just imagine like a a parent just walking by and hearing like it's a speckled squirter, and then they'd be like, "What <laughs> the f- is my kid watching?" <laughs> um oh because God. i don't know like it again they're just so bad and yeah. it's a really crazy way to start off the beginning of a of this act yeah which, honestly um i did not mind this episode i have never seen this episode before i do not remember any of it i just i've seen pictures of like the mini squidward like the ventriloquist puppet yeah, in act but two I, but nothing yeah i, don't remember I any definitely think that like i know what episode's next and i've seen that episode but I'm pretty sure that I've hit the point where I no longer know what episodes these are anymore. Yeah. So it'll be season five will definitely be like season four was kind of hit or miss whether I've seen them or not. But season five will definitely be like, well, I've, I've probably never seen this any of these before. Which like, again, like uh, showrunners kind of switched in this one. So um, yeah. with the season. So it's it's the kind of situation that we got to figure out. I think I don't know. I have higher hopes for season five than season four. But but we'll see. Maybe look at their sea legs. Like that was the first time that Steven had left the show, so they had new writers and stuff. And so maybe it took them a season to like, you know, get Figure it going. It so we'll see. Um, what do you think about old reliable? We've seen old reliable before. Yeah, I like the throwback. Yeah, I do like the throwback, but old reliable now seems way more high tech than the yeah. first old. I'm pretty reliable. sure old reliable back in like season one or whatever was just like a golden net it wasn't like this high-tech situation that old reliable was in this episode yeah i don't even remember it being golden i just remember it being like it's like how i feel about like uh vintage things uh-huh like for some reason like vintage just always especially now it's like the nostalgia factor outweighs the actual quality of anything yeah <laughs> um vinyl being like a a really great great example that like you can really yeah. a vinyl really easily whereas like digital you can like copy it like a million, million times, times. And it sounds the same yeah <laughs> i don't already got all reliable because it never really talks about it he just has this like old net i wonder if it's like a family heirloom that's passed passed down through like generations or something like that I definitely think more and more that I watch SpongeBob. Like SpongeBob is so privileged, and honestly, like I said, I think SpongeBob is white. If he wasn't a yellow sponge, I yeah, think he was a, a. If they morphed him into like a human being, I think he would be a white man. I think every time I've seen like a caricature of what SpongeBob would be as a person, it's always been like a tiny white dude. Yeah, yeah, and like who like. It makes perfect sense that he would have like that heirloom that's passed down. He's like, "Oh, my great grandpappy <laughs> took this from the war." Yeah, <laughs> the, the great jellyfish war. The great jellyfish war. <laughs> uh, um, it, was, it was crazy. I don't know, but but I thought this whole thing we've seen a lot of Patrick turning like bad and being like a kind of a jerk throughout this entire mm-hmm. season. So it was really interesting to see. How in this episode the tables kind of flip and SpongeBob's yeah. kind of the asshole, and automatically jumps to assume that like 
his best friend in the world would steal this net from him. Mm-hmm. Also, like Patrick's net, I felt so bad. Yeah, it was it, one. It literally disintegrated, <laughs> and then two. It's like it was not held together very properly. His net disintegrating made him remind me of like how in Minecraft or like Animal Crossing, your <laughs> tools just like literally disappear. I'm like, that's how I imagine that happens. They just they like just explode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there any way that you would improve old reliable? Mm. So it has a carbon fiber handle, titanium yeah. alloy netting, and silicone grips. I think in like a radar situation would be nice, right? Or a way to like hold the jellyfish in. Because we've seen, I think we saw back in the, like the whatever episode that he like captures all the jellyfish for the Krabby Patties. Mm-hmm. That there's actually like ones that enclose the jellyfish inside of it and stuff like that. But I guess it depends on your sport, like exactly why you're trying to catch it. Or maybe I would probably put like a feature that uh, pushes the jellyfish out so that way you don't have to oh, release. When you yeah. release it, you can just push a button and it just comes yeah, out. Maybe like the net just retracts into the hoop itself and just like shoots it out and then pops yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. That's keep, pretty good. Keep people safe. Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> were they wearing glasses when they were jellyfishing? I think SpongeBob was, but definitely not Patrick. Okay, cool. I was just trying to remember because I was like, did they work? Because I was yeah. remember safety first. You gotta have the glasses. You gotta have the glasses. They already established that it's canon. <laughs> yeah, and you figure like SpongeBob would probably upgrade his glasses eventually. You think that's, or, where, like, your, get that's some where your radar comes in? Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. have some like Super Saiyan like. <laughs> I was thinking more like Predator, where it's like, and it like finds it, and then you lock on that way. That'd be crazy. I want an episode. Let's that could be an episode that they can do is just a whole bunch of like crazy jellyfishing gear. Because I think we've 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 seen them go to like the jellyfish conventions, but they never like specifically talk about the gear any kind of way. Which yeah, they, is like a huge thing at conventions is always like the items you can buy, right? Yeah. So um, one thing, one lesson that I got from the very beginning was when SpongeBob loses his net, he like automatically like can't enjoy the migration anymore and i i put that you can enjoy nature without interacting with it it's Mm -hmm. like that very classic like camping thing where it's like leave no footprints or whatever the hell yeah i don't know what it is i wasn't a boy scout (laughs) and my parents like staying indoors (laughs) but like kind of like leaving nature as if you've never been there before yeah that way it looks like no one's touched it or anything like that um but yeah, I, I think it's so crazy that people, I don't know, you kind of need to like interact in order for it to be special. And I think a lot of the people who, especially now, like we're in quarantine or whatever, but I'm thinking about like the live streams that you used to see from like major parks where it's like, this is a bird hatching. Like mm-hmm. so many people are enjoying, like enjoy things like that. Yeah. And I feel like if you actually enjoy the subject, you should be able to just like, no, just watch it from afar without having to round up all these jellyfish and right. put them in, in nets or whatever they're doing in with nets them. and make them sad and which is what they were trying to whatever. do. And I'm not SpongeBob and Patrick, but the rest of Bikini Bottom was supposed to be watching it on TV. They had a little, they even had the announcer guy come out there. Yeah, I do like how the fish when instead of saying newsflash, he just says flash and yeah. he comes on, <laughs> and then like uh, a nice little like adult joke where they're like, oh well. The I know the news day has been slow, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> also, Mr. Krabs, mm-hmm. fa- fastest, uh, fastest I've he seen anyone literally, move literally from teleported money. there. Yeah, he teleported from his house as soon as he saw it into 
uh, jellyfish fields, which brought me to a lesson that he uh, did there is that he offered to find this net and literally did nothing, but he took SpongeBob's money. And I was like, you got to be careful not to pay up front for services like that sometimes. I also wrote that. So I'm yeah. glad I put like, try to split your payments. Uh, well, I put specifically, don't pay everything up front. Yeah. Make it a deposit or something, you know? Yeah. Write that down in a contract. <laughs> another, another bonus. Another thing I put was don't tell people your plans to steal anything. Because mm -hmm. like, Patrick's very funny, but like I would kill for a net like that. Yeah, Nothing, something small like a carrot. <laughs> Not <laughs> spider cell; those are yeah. scary. <laughs> and then I like later, like the the later on when they do the callback where he's like he grabs the carrot and he breaks like, it and then he goes in, all crazy. Yeah, which brought me to like another like one of the final little lessons I got for this was uh, sometimes memories are flawed. And the way that like we remember something, especially like SpongeBob was very specific about that. Like Patrick is very innocent. He's like, you know, I would, I would kill to get a net like that. You know, it's just an expression. But the way he re remembered it was like Patrick's this is like psycho who's ready to like actually kill someone to take SpongeBob's net. Yeah. Um, I do like when SpongeBob's watching him, he says, you never really know a guy unless you stare at him for eight hours eight through hours. high powered yeah. binoculars. <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, I get, like, people do that, like, for stakeouts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I'm sure there's private eyes who do that. But I can't imagine sitting and watching. Like, I think about my day-to-day. -day, like, how boring would it be? it be to watch people? There are, like, some weird sites on the internet, though, where you could do that. Where people just, like, set up live cams and they just, like, go about their business every day. And people just watch them. I was like, how, what is entertaining about that? Like, what is it entertaining about watching someone's everyday life that you, I don't know. It's, it's different than voyeurism. I think it's yeah. a little different than voyeurism. Yeah. But. but I also like know that there's places where if you're, um, and this is important for everyone to know, because some people don't cover their webcams. I don't cover my webcam because I go in the, in the mentality that if someone's going to watch me, I don't care. Yeah. Please don't go out of your way to do that if you're listening to this. But uh, if someone wants to, I, I don't know what they're trying to find out because whatever. But um, I do know that like there are places online where if someone's webcam is unprotected, you can just like randomly go to go right into a, it. Like, yeah. a webcam because they have their own unique IP address, which I think is really crazy. Yeah. It's a little scary. The internet's Maybe. a scary place. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of scary. I think one of the like scariest things that Patrick does in this episode wasn't that like flashback, but he grows a third arm in that. Yeah, it's the first time we see him do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, was, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like usually yeah, SpongeBob does that. Exactly. And it was the only time that he's ever done that. And I think it's so funny. And I don't know if it was supposed to be like a homage to like SpongeBob doing that or it was just like a random like throw in joke. But I was just like, it was like caught me off guard. I do like his excuses for not letting people in where he's like, I'm not decent. Uh, uh, the house is a mess and uh, radiation leak or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which like all of those wonderful excuses. If yeah. I knocked on someone's door and they're like, there's a radiation leak, I'd be like, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> um, what a good for like, again, you you kind of mentioned it that it like the tables are turned that we've seen Patrick be a jerk. I think, again, this is one of those episodes where they capture Patrick in the perfect way he's just a good friend that's dumb mm -hmm. and when spongebob like wears his mustache and like pretends to be like a jellyfishing collector like whatever scary guy mustache or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah patrick again uh, i in this line i think it's really well done on how to show his his character is he says 
uh, I wouldn't do it for one billion, for one hundred, or one dollar, because this is SpongeBob's, and of course SpongeBob cut, cuts him off. But yeah. but the fact that he's negotiating down, down. and not yeah. up, <laughs> which is great because like callbacks to all the other times where he negotiates in the wrong direction, and then two, it's just he's a good friend, and it's yeah. been a while since we've seen him be. Just a good friend. I imagine that he like if we saw how what his net looked like at the beginning. It was like literally like two crappy pieces of board, like barely like nailed together. And he went like this net that he made for SpongeBob was super nice. Like he went over the top for his friend. And I just like I can't imagine being SpongeBob in that moment and seeing that with your name engraved on that and being like, what a piece of yeah. I am to like accuse him of doing this. I had a, as another small lesson is take care of your possessions because we find out that SpongeBob literally just left his thing on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> um, be nice to bus drivers because that poor bus driver, it seems that he is always stuck with uh, SpongeBob's bullshit. Um, and I like, I do like how he's like, they do this all the time when the entire bus is like, oh. Yeah. Um, and then the other lesson I had was um, trust your friends. You got to trust your friends. Like, Patrick really from the beginning was was looking to SpongeBob with such uh like love and affection and then SpongeBob just threw that all away without being like upfront and asking him like hey did you take my old reliable no instead what he does he goes like big convoluted plan with like the confessor error which I figure we should talk about before we <laughs> leave but like the fact that he like made this teddy bear and like taped a mic and try to like get Spon or Patrick to confess is wild. And even what Spon Patrick actually confesses is hilarious. Like the <laughs> fact that he dropped SpongeBob's toothbrush in a toilet bowl and didn't wash it but put it back. I was like, oh. I think that's a worse crime than stealing old reliable almost. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my question though. Okay, so if you drop your toothbrush in the toilet bowl, do you wash it or do you just get a new toothbrush? I think a new toothbrush. I think 100 percent. Yeah, I think I think I'd rather go without brushing my teeth for the night. Yeah. Like, I, I, <laughs> even if the water's clean, like I know like, I, I know what happens. World, in, I know what happens in the toilet bowl. <laughs> I'm aware of what happens in my toilet bowl. <laughs> you hear that? What's that? You know, what that means that's the bubble break. Oh, my God. Bubble break time. Bubble break. Um, so uh, something happened this week. For Pride Month, specifically Nickelodeon released that SpongeBob is part of the LGBTQ community, which is, uh, I think there's a lot of mixed feelings out there because there has been like discussion about SpongeBob. Very mixed. Very mixed, yeah. For me. Yeah. And I think for a lot of audience um, specifically, there's a lot of like, because there's been a lot of discussion about SpongeBob sexuality in the past, and Steven Hilberg himself has um, addressed it about. SpongeBob being asexual. Um, so for the, a lot of this has brought up a lot of feelings for people about whether or not Nickelodeon is either jumping on like a bandwagon situation or if they're not respecting Steven's wishes or if they're like, it's cool to see SpongeBob as like a gay icon of some sort. So I think we would talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I feel pretty strongly about this whole situation that, well, first of all, the one thing I was, I was glad about is that I looked up like, asexuality and being gay like yeah. can you be gay and asexual and my research which wasn't as extensive as it could have been but basically what i was saying is like yes because like being gay means like you're attracted to men but like 
being asexual or just means like you're the not opposite sex. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the opposite sex, and then being asexual just means you're not like sexual. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the best at explaining it. No, but that's, that's that's definitely what it is. It's like there is there's the you still have the attraction I think to people, and you still have those feelings. It's just that you're not acting romantic, on it, romantic. Yeah, you're not acting in a sexual way, and like again, like I I. I've had like maybe one or two asexual friends in my entire life. So it's still not a subject that I'm like very well versed and know a lot about, but it is something that I feel a lot of people don't get exposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I was glad about that because it, you know, made me look up things. And again, I, okay. This is just like a mini rant. Things that bug me so much, especially now when there's so much information being out there. If you don't know something, just fucking Google it. Yeah. It's not don't, hard. It's don't reach out to someone who's like a person of color to ask them or reach out to a black person to ask them about black issues when you can Google it. We live in 2020 where we can literally Google everything. And then maybe just maybe after that, go to someone and ask them about anything. I'm not bugging all of my friends who are gay and LGBTQ and possibly ace and being like, hey, uh, yeah, is being gay and being ace the same thing? Yeah, like, there's a time for that. No, I mean, I think it's just lazy, and that's the part. It's just lazy if you don't do the footwork yourself. Like, it's not expected for all these other people to do the work for you. Like, you have the ability to do the research, and, like, you should. And we we talked about it for the last couple of weeks with, yeah, the like, our Black Lives Matter movement going on, that you should be able to do the research yourself. You shouldn't expect other people to tell you, like, yeah. all these resources and stuff out there. So, um, and then the second thing about the actual... Uh, spongebob thing is i 100 percent think it's pandering um spongebob i told i told my cousin has like spongebob as a entity nickelodeon sold spongebob's soul a long time ago it's their biggest money maker it doesn't belittle the show in any way um i just think it's a corporation making the best of what it's the, that's what they do right that's yeah. why mickey mouse exists that's why spongebob exists etc cetera, etc cetera, right and the thing is like they did that thing where they didn't say SpongeBob was gay. They just said that he's part of the community. Yeah. So it's like, it's very okay. it is yeah. pandering. Is it's all vague. It yeah. It's so vague. Yeah. And then they like posted a picture of him like with like rainbow colors or whatever. I'm just like, this is it is exactly what we talked about last week. Is just how mm-hmm. corporations very much like to jump on a bandwagon and like in this case, it's Nickelodeon. They're taking advantage of like a pop culture icon which a lot of people remember and look up to in some sort of way and they're using it to make people like make them part of the conversation i guess it doesn't it, it just doesn't make sense because they're not doing any good for anyone i don't believe i i 100 percent think that if spongebob was a black character they would have brought brought him out for like black lives matter 100 percent, yeah right so like and i think it's just because spongebob is so like ambiguous in his race even though josh and i believe that he's very much uh, white and privileged um that like the old the best they could get was you know pride month to yeah. try to get that situation out there and like josh mentioned we mentioned it last week the companies are always trying to get you on their side because that's what makes the money you make the money so just don't fall for that um also steven hillenberg said like it's he's asexual i don't really think about him in like that way because i and i think there's something that should be said about that because I do think that there people should be upfront about like character sexualities because there's not lots of representation for those different sexualities, especially like I think I've only seen like one person that's 
ace 100% like in any type of media like yeah. like mainstream media and maybe that was like from Bojack Horseman where like uh Todd's they, they try to, ace. yeah yeah um but like they again they I don't even think they do that in a good way no but um it's one of those things that like I think a lot of creators don't really think about their all of their like characters that way and I get why he would have been like this is like it's not important like we're making a yeah. cartoon but I I think in one hand it is important and two it's like I don't think it's one of those things that you should just like do a pull a J.K. Rowling and be like Dumbledore's gay just right, because exactly and well and that's what people want to hear it you know yeah it bothers me a lot too because there are other cartoons and other media out there who have the representation out there mm-hmm. instead of like a big company pandering by using this like an old cartoon like SpongeBob's an old cartoon by now it's been out for like almost thirty years if not yeah. you know. And to use it and start using this icon, there's a lot more cartoons now that have more inclusion. Like use those, you know, as your icons. Mm-hmm. Those are the stuff that kids are watching, and those are the ones like you need to be teaching the younger generation more about this inclusion. Yeah, know? or it's, like or announce that you are like out, we're adding a new character, just character specifically yeah. gay. Like you know, yeah. whether to be to SpongeBob like their cash cow, or to uh, do a whole completely different show and be like, hey, we have a new show. This character is gay and it's been gay from the beginning and made by gay creators etc cetera, etc cetera, right that's why i encourage people like to again do your research but if you're looking for like cartoons that show representation i think there's a lot out there like specifically uh kippo by dreamworks mm-hmm. is on netflix netflix now and there's a lot of uh black and people of color and uh gay characters in it and it's mm-hmm. really really well done and i suggest people like look for that instead of like again listening to a company and being like oh my god spongebob's so cool now because he's part of the community it's like that's not yeah, I would prefer a company be like, you know, SpongeBob can be whatever orientation you want him to be. Yeah. Because for me, that's like a lot more, I don't know. It's just, it feels more genuine. Yeah. When because, the creator is like, I, I, like, hey, I don't know what he is. Right. And if they're not going to do more than just a Pride Month one picture, then what's the point of doing this in the beginning? And may, you know, and I, maybe other people feel differently and you are allowed to have those opinions. If you like, if I know a lot of people are happy to know that, like they see SpongeBob as part of the community now and as part of their community, I'm like, that's great. But again, like there's other cartoons and yeah. it just feels like pandering to me. So <laughs> yeah, for me, I would advocate for the people who are excited for it. I'm like, look further than spongebob we love spongebob but look further than that to to find creators that are writing for you yeah not writing because they they want you to like them yeah They're writing we- because they have the same experiences as you or the same feelings and just they actually care more right exactly like they need to put some sort of action behind these like if if i'll i will eat my words if they come out with a bunch of episodes of spongebob like participating in some sort of like you know community like situation like this but i seriously doubt that's going to happen they're going to so, put a pride parade in right, spongebob right but <laughs> and there's going to be a whole storyline where he comes out yeah i don't know i've just i've always felt weird about like again like this this after the fact let's make this special because because we didn't it's what's, have the it's foresight to do it before. Yeah, it's what's cool and popular now. It's what's going to get people interested in us. It, it, it's it's pandering and it doesn't help anyone. Act two, Squidward. So typical SpongeBob fashion. <laughs> uh, for you at home who don't see the videos, 
Omar's face just like got this stupid smile for the squid wood. Squid wood. Yeah. I'm telling you, this this episode is <laughs> horny full as of hell. just adult <laughs> content. 18 plus yeah. this episode. And a, not safe for work warning all over. <laughs> uh, anyways, so typical SpongeBob fashion, he uh, is bothering Squidward all day long to play games with him. He keeps mentioning all these different games and eventually he gets it in his head. He's like, oh, maybe Squidward doesn't want to play with me. So if Squidward doesn't want to play with me, I will make my own Squidward. So that's exactly what he does. He makes mini Squidward, who's like a little hand puppet. And so he takes him to work and it turns out that everyone likes mini Squidward's a lot better than Squidward. Even though he does the same exact things, plays the clarinet, dances, has the same jokes. Everyone really enjoys mini Squidward, even to the point where he gets a uh, agent and a contract to become famous and poor Squidward has to watch this all happen and uh yeah that's about it so feel bad for Squidward in this one but yeah he got real over in this yeah. episode I did not like that part I was like I think that it's it's really mean yeah it was, it was especially sad. mean this one. Oh yeah yeah just the way that everyone treated him but we can get into that um but before we do I wanted to talk to you real quick mm-hmm. a lot of people i don't think we've talked about on the podcast but you in fact do have a little ohms little ohms a mini ohms. yeah a mini ohms so if your mini ohms we're not talking about omar's dick, we're actually <laughs> talking about he has a puppet um if your little ohms took i just over, realized that it, it is good that you specified yeah, exactly i just want to make sure people about. don't like <laughs> jump to any make this even muppet more style puppet yeah a muppet style puppet for <laughs> This is more like not safe for work content. But if, <laughs> if, if Little Holmes is to take over and like become famous for one thing that you do, what would be the most annoying thing that he could get famous for that would annoy you the most? Doing this podcast. You think so? Yeah, I think if suddenly <laughs> I started doing this podcast where it was literally my voice through uh-huh. a puppet, but that's what made the podcast take off. And every single time I did this podcast, I would have to use the puppet instead of me doing it. I think that would piss me off. That's a that's a really good way. I think so. I like. That. I think it'd be pretty <laughs> funny, and I've definitely like have thought about using my like puppet to like create content. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like an all audio medium, me being having to be a puppet every single time I do it, just I don't know. Very wild. <laughs> Imagine if we did live shows and like it was just me under the table the entire time with the puppet like, being a puppet. And we would change, I don't think we, we, we wouldn't even change the pictures that are on like social media or like the website. It'd still look like you, but with the live shows would just be the puppet. That would be, I don't know. If, if that would, is what Keep, it took to get success, I think I'd be okay with that. Put that in the back pocket. I'd, I'd at least try it out the first <laughs> yeah. couple of shows. Maybe I can get away with being there, but using the puppet to talk. But you know how weird that would be? Yeah. Interacting with, if we had fans interacting with fans being like <laughs> no talk to to many talk homes. to little homes yeah <laughs> uh, oh, but, God. but no so like we already tried touched on it but like let's talk about how bad like squidward gets treated in this episode because it really it did bother me like he made all these jokes like he did all the same stuff that this puppet does and everyone just like is constantly mean to him you know oh yeah they like talked so much yeah and it was just everything that Squidward did, they just laughed and they were mean to him, which I think was over the top. Yeah. Which, over like, I feel like he doesn't deserve that. You know, I think Squidward is definitely like a grump, right? 
And I'm mm-hmm. sure that people don't appreciate his like personality sometimes. But like people are just grumpy like that sometimes, you know? He has his own reasons to be grumpy. And I feel like that was one of the little lessons I got is like sometimes you gotta give service workers a break. I've encountered service workers like at restaurants and stuff who are you do have a little bit of attitude and stuff. And you know, I gotta give him a break because I can't imagine interacting with like a hundred plus people throughout the day and all the crappy people they have to interact with like would make me grumpy too like oh yeah i definitely having like worked again at a pizza place mom and pop pizza shop um it was one of those situations like you got to be on all the time and not everyone can do that yeah and i understand that this world is very big and not every single person who's working uh as like a service worker is enjoying what they're doing so i don't know i do think that you should be polite to people and I don't think any time Squidward in this episode was being impolite, except to SpongeBob, who right. literally was in his bathroom while Squidward was naked. Squidward is so desensitized to SpongeBob being in his bathroom, he was butt naked oh, yeah. the entire time. I think that was weird. SpongeBob is just such a like little weirdo when it comes to like Squidward and like how the way he stalks him and stuff. Like the way that he like can break into his house, like he was watching him. We wanted to play hide and seek like through the window while Sp- Squidward was like taking a bath and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, like you said, he walks right in on on Squidward like butt ass naked. Like I, I don't know. I I, I feel like there's got to be some boundaries, right? Isn't it weird though to me? Or, well, it's weird to me that like you can have pers- basically a character that's pant has no pants yeah. the entire time, and it just feels weird when they don't have their shirt on. Yeah. Like it, Donald Duck is the same way, or like, like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. like because the entire time I could not get past the scene where I was just like, "Why is he naked?" It just feels like there's <laughs> some bubbles. There's that like that one episode where he goes all crazy and like he is naked like yeah. that, but like I don't know. It's just it feels odd. <laughs> it is. I think it's it 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 speaks something to like the way that the character has been created in our minds that you know as soon as they take off one article of clothing when they've been naked before like they don't have pants but as soon as they take off their shirt like oh no now they're definitely naked like this is all wrong their shirt their shirt is off i can see their now yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was like this i'm uncomfortable why is this why is this the situation i do like though that when spongebob flattens him with the 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 fridge, fridge yeah like he comes out very like old school cartoon accordion like we're like paper style i yeah, guess and like then slithering like, around a little bit yeah. yeah i like that i think it's like a nice little throwback to like older cartoons i don't think you see that a lot in newer cartoons i feel like everything's so extreme yeah and nothing is like as simple as that nah but you know on top of that i did really like we've been talking a lot this season about some of squidward's faces and some squidward had some really good faces in this one too i think one of the ones when he's getting really angry at spongebob he's like breathing really heavily and his eyes get all red and his nose like inflates into <laughs> that was one of my favorite faces in this episode but I, I just like again they bring so much detail to squidward's face specifically and i, I love oh, yeah. it yeah i think um we don't see a lot of close-ups to this episode like from the classic episodes and i think i'm hoping in season five they bring that back yeah because having like extreme close-ups that are extremely detailed obviously takes a lot more work but it's it i think it's worth it the freeze frames are alone are like amazing yeah um so one thing that i oh, before we jump too far from the bathroom situation i don't like the way that squidward was playing with his nose and <laughs> that made me uncomfortable yeah i don't know if that made you uncomfortable I, 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 when i saw it I, it was like it is a little weird that he's like playing with his phallic nose in the bathtub 
which like to me was like, all right, is this an adult joke or again, am I just being perverted? I don't know, but you decide. You decide. I mean, he is literally like playing with his phallic object in the bath. So I'm just like, I don't know. You 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 decide exactly what that means to you. Yeah, and maybe Josh and I just spend too much time on TikTok and Twitter seeing the very very uh, adult jokes made with What's beloved fun? cartoon characters. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um being uh back in the crusty crab with squidward and he says that crabby petty joke i wrote down a small lesson that says delivery is everything mm-hmm. um like for example josh you do a joke um right now oh my god yeah yeah just spot. come up with one <laughs> not knock who's there uh orange orange who aren't you glad i didn't say what well, f- i f- it up <laughs> see see look and then now yeah, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna yeah. do it ready knock knock who's there orange orange you orange you glad i didn't say banana ah. <laughs> nailed it see see perfect yeah. night and day <laughs> night and day people are like whoa omar you're so hilarious funny. you're a comedian yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get a netflix special maybe we'll see <laughs> we'll see but no I, um, I i agree with that and i think it is kind of funny, like, there isn't a huge delivery difference between when Mini Squibber does it, but it's just, maybe it's just his personality. Again, it could just be, like, it's a mixture of both delivery and, like, how your personality comes off if people, like, find your jokes funny. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, like, I think we had a conversation about this off the podcast. Sometimes you run into people who have really dry humor, and sometimes yeah. when they make a joke, like, is it funny? Are they joking? It's hard to tell, like. I've been having a hard time with work because there's this one particular client that we have that is a lot higher up in the totem pole than I am, um, especially in their own company. And then especially me just being like a freelancer helping out with these recordings and his humor is so dry. And he says like, not derogatory things. Like he, he likes giving people. So like, he'll be like, Oh, Omar, like it's another day with you. Let's see what we do. And, like, sometimes I don't know if he's joking because he is a very busy man where he has, like, 10 minutes in his day to do this one thing. So I don't know if it's serious or not. Yeah. So just something to be careful of. If you have your own version of dry humor, just makes people, make sure people are joke are aware that you're joking. Now I feel like most people understand, like, and people on the podcast hear it. Like, if I'm giving you Josh, like, hopefully deep down, you know that I I, I enjoy you as a friend and when i talk about you it's because i enjoy you as a friend it's in a loving way but i feel like in uh high school there are certain people who didn't understand that oh yeah and there i still still think in adulthood there's people who don't understand yeah i've run it i've definitely run it out a couple times where it's like your sense of humor is to give people and that's just like a thing i grew up giving my brother and i just like it's just like super sense of humor that we have and like i've run into groups of people where they're like oh my gosh are you actually mad at that person like no like it's like, a no, joke and i hope they don't and they're no, laughing they don't think yeah. so it's and most of the time it's like for me it's never really been the person i'm joking with that gets offended it's always like mm-hmm. the people watching i'm just like mind your own f-ing business like i get it, like you might think this is toxic but it's like also like this is a different kind of relationship that clearly you don't understand yeah and it's also like i've found like certain times there's like too far like there is a point and i feel like that is something person is different but it's also like why for me personally if i'm not like that with you maybe i'm not as good of friends as you you think i am yeah sorry for any of my friends who listening if i'm not giving you about something like 
I don't know. Maybe we're not as close as we can be because I should be pretty, I should feel comfortable to talk shit to you and you should be comfortable to talk shit to me. I think a lot of people, I think that's what gets a lot of people is when they see a friend of theirs like start acting that way to another friend. They're like, oh, you never liked this. Are you actually mad? It's like, no, this is just the way I joke with it. And it is, it, it takes a certain level of comfortability and it takes like a certain sense of humor. I'm not going to joke with that with someone when I know is immediately going to be like a baby or super sensitive about it, you know? It- yeah, my at my old old job, I had a a superior that would like to joke with me, and when I joked back, they did not uh, think it was funny. Uh, I actually had two people in the same workplace who were like that. They would give me about how I did my work, and they would do it all the time. And me being a smart, I said would say things back, but then they would get offended. And it wouldn't be anything. It wasn't anything big. It's not like I went too hard on the way back. They would just be like. Omar, oh, you're running audio again? That means it's going to sound bad. And I'm like, well, it only sounds bad because you're talking. Again, slight little zinger, yeah. but you started it. And right. then they would be like, oh, wow. Don't like. How unprofessional. Or, yeah, you. how unprofessional. I'm like, you're the one that started it. Yeah. All right. Just because you're a 50 to 60 year old man and I'm a <laughs> college kid. Uh, like, again, like. I don't it's know. Like, it's like that it old adage. It's like if you can't take the heat, like get out of the kitchen. Like if you're gonna yeah, dish exactly. that kind of shit out, like you you can't expect not to take it back. You know, even if it is like an age difference or something like that, you have to be able to like take it if you can give it. You know. Yeah, yeah. You gotta dish it. You gotta be able exactly. to dish it and take it. So <laughs> yeah, but like I remember, <laughs> I remember this one time where he was like, "You left this uh, light stand here," and I was like, "Oh, sorry about that." He's like, "I'm gonna have to sell it on the on the." on ebay or something like that and i was like oh well you probably get a you probably won't get a lot for it it's it's not too fancy and then he goes like if your boss heard you talking like that i don't think you'd be very happy my god and i was like (laughs) oh are we not joking anymore and i was like whatever i just like grab i just grabbed the stand and left and i was like (laughs) i don't really care it's like dude no one's gonna spend more than ten dollars on this lights i could throw this lights down out the window (laughs) and someone and someone would be like i don't what is this? I don't want it. <laughs> right. I so I don't know. I just think a lot of that needs to be addressed. Yeah. For some and I think that's like for Squidward. I think that's his biggest flaw is like it. It. This is one of the first times I've seen. He jokes a couple of times throughout the series, but like this is the first mm-hmm. time he actually tries to like engage with a customer and be like, oh, it was a joke. You get it. And so I think people are just used to him being like grumpy or like having that deadpan mm-hmm. sense, you know, so. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about one of like the creepiest things that I saw in this episode. <laughs> what is that? It's the dance sequence with Mini Squidward, <laughs> where everyone joins in and they start dancing in the air exactly like he does. I don't know what kind of cult bullshit that Nickelodeon is trying to pull with this, but I was so uncomfortable watching like them just like these huge smiles, like all like puppet ragdoll like in the air. I was like, I have no idea what's happening with this right now. I, again, the vibes from Spongebob specifically freaked me out this entire episode. He was super creepy in the beginning, super creepy towards the end, and then another, like, bubble buddy situation where he created life of an inanimate object, and you don't really know whether or not it's, like, alive or not alive. Well, in case Bubble Buddy's case, for sure, you know, he's alive. Definitely alive, yeah. But for Mini Squid, it's like, I don't know. Like, is, is it sentient? But, like... I don't know. Maybe it's because the Goosebump book where it's oh yeah, that, that dummy. Doll. Yeah. Maybe that's what like I get the vibes from. But I'm like, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like. I don't like any of it. I don't no. Know. I wasn't having it. I was like, even at the end when he makes like the mini Squ- SpongeBob, 
that looks like him i was like this is terrifying that thing is nightmare fuel like yeah. i don't i don't know what it is about what it looks, i guess that makes people scared but they're just nasty i hate it <laughs> yeah uh mini squidward is very talented though yeah it, like more talent in mini squidward aka spongebob's left hand right. than squidward has in his whole body <laughs> there was played the very... clarinet <laughs> Play the clarinet, clarinet. He did some like crazy dance moves, which like I'm really impressed with uh, Mini Squidward for sure. But I'm also really impressed at dexterity in SpongeBob's left hand. He has some really crazy skills with that hand. That's his uh his you know his you know what hand. His you yeah his uh his special time hand. His jellyfishing <laughs> his jellyfishing hand. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what he uses the net with. <laughs> Um, one moment that I want to talk about before we finish up is the moment where that lady gives a $300 tip and she doesn't reach into her pocket. She reaches into her bra, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> and I was like, that's a, again, a lot of adult random stuff yeah. in this, in this episode. Yeah. Like you could have just had it. She could have just grabbed it out of nowhere. Like most pocket or 90, anything. 90% like of cartoons. What they've done in this cartoon a billion times before. You mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, like the size reduction surgery joke, where they're like, "Oh, maybe Squidward can be smaller so he can dance better." Right. I don't know. It's a lot of weird, weird <laughs> happens in Act Two. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it was, it. Like it was said, some this, good. This good chaos. It was pretty solid. Wombo lesson time. lesson. Just because I did it last season, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna use my SAT words. This is our penultimate. Uh, Wombo lesson for season four. Uh, so hopefully we pulled out some good ones. I again like these episodes were actually pretty good this week. So and sometimes we get some, you know, crazy lessons from our less good episodes. But I think we can pull some good ones out of uh these actual fun ones too. So oh yeah, um I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited what? for this this particular one. I have well, a really strong one. Now I, I mine's okay. Okay. It's okay, I think. Well, do you want to start out? Sure. Okay. Um, I put sometimes things need to be revamped to catch on. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. Also, one another phrasing I was thinking sometimes the cover is better than the original. Okay. Because I'm a huge fan of songs that are covers and yeah. not the original. Yeah. Um, ninety nine red balloons, come on Eileen by Say Ferris, stuff like that. Um, the entire listening... what is it? Pop goes punk. Yeah, our, exactly. Our, our punk goes pop, whatever albums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me in act one, I think old reliable, great net, but it, I don't think SpongeBob really ever explains why he has such an emotional attachment to the yeah. net. And now with Patrick's like engraved net being his new old reliable, basically, I think there's so much more to it. Like his friend made it for him and it's like, I mean, it's probably not as fancy. It definitely doesn't look as fancy, but sometimes, like, it, it's... I don't know. I think about it, like, when kids make macaroni art. Yeah. Like, it's more like the, the intent the and the heart behind yeah. it, right? And then um, Act 2, very obvious, mini Squidward, a lot better than than uh, the OG <laughs> Squidward. Yeah. Um, and again, I just think that is just people need a different uh, spice in their life, yeah. so they got uh, the mini Squidward. Well, the little hand puppet, that's all you need. Yeah, and I guess like to apply that to real life, I think it's just maybe if you think things aren't working out, maybe you just need to kind of change how they look or change how they interact with other things. Yeah. 
don't know. Just or get, change, change your perspective, you know, helps a lot sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you're feeling I, like boggled down. I really think about uh, bringing back to music again, Old Town Road. Like Old mm. Town Road was, a, was catchy, but then uh, when they had uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. when he added his little remix to it, then other people caught on. They were like, yeah, yeah I like that. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Really, so yeah. I think maybe bring on a fresh set of eyes or, you know, whatever endeavors you have, see if you can get some fresh perspective. Yeah. I think even, even applying to something a lot more serious, like the black lives matter and police abolition, like it took, you know, horrible things for this to like catch on again, but it literally it's, it's now at a strength that has never been before. Yeah. And, um, it's be rekindled. I wouldn't say revamped because vamped is too positive of a spin on it. Right. But, um, but yeah, it, I just think there's some new fire under it right now. Yeah, great. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, like what'd that. you get? Uh, okay, so this week I got that um, sometimes the problem is ourselves instead of others. And so we should be more introspective nice. about that. And in the first part, I got that mostly because I think SpongeBob kept looking that someone stole his mm-hmm. net, you know? He never actually stopped to think that, you know, this regular thing that he does that he leaves his old reliable on a bus every week is like a problem with himself <laughs> whatever that may be maybe he needs to break his routine a little bit maybe he needs to like set a little reminder or something but it is definitely a problem with spongebob but he is so willing to jump on the fact that like his best friend took it from him you know and then the second part uh i think squidward is just really hurt by the fact that everyone really likes mini squidward but i think we were talking about it. There's a lot of fact that Squidward's personality and the way that he acts probably puts off a lot of people. And so they don't, you know, they don't find him funny. They don't want to be friends with Squidward because of that. So, you know, we think we, a lot of times we look for the problems in other people around us Mm -hmm. and it's hard time for us to like, look at ourselves and be like, maybe it's something I'm doing that's bad. And I think there's a lot of, um, to bring it to like nowadays issues. There's a lot of talk about that going around right now where a lot of people are like calling out other people for being like racist or doing uh like non like allyship and stuff like that mm-hmm. um without ever actually trying to be introspective about like maybe the fact that they are w- working with privilege or doing uh things that are like microaggressions you know and that's what that's where it should start is the change yeah. has to start with you before you can actually like start calling out other people for doing the stuff that you know you are condemning basically yeah i do like how both our lessons kind of have like the same kind of theme yeah, like change, change, and being proactive on how you how you go about that change. Yeah, I think it's good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I we, think it's a good. We work together very well on this one. Killing it. Very, very good for our. I think we, we've, been, we've been doing. Oh, look at you! We've been yeah. doing a lot better with that this season. I feel like it's a lot less uh, yelling about people. Someone maybe stealing lessons, and it's a lot more about <laughs> like working together to make these less, you know, going back to what we had originally. I don't know. You can still f*** it up. So, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you had a good time. I know that I did. Did yeah. you, Josh? It was a ton of fun. Sweet. We'll see if it continues. <laughs> um, like if, you silence. S- <laughs> if you want to send us anything, any suggestions, comments, uh, derogatory remarks, complimentary remarks Ooh, how do you like that Ooh, wow. um you can reach out to us on ismaniasapodcast.com or you can email us at ismaniasapodcast at gmail.com follow us on facebook instagram or twitter uh look at our instagram we've been putting on 
the links that we talk about on the show there. Um, we've kind of uh, stopped doing promos, which is good. And that is your reminder to check the show notes so we can so you can donate. Yep. Or go out and do your own work and donate. Or again, yeah, whatever whatever else we suggest, petitions. Last week we suggested YouTube videos you can watch and leave in the background, which is a super good way to help. Maybe this week we'll do try to yep. figure out like podcasts or something we can add in. But like just again, just ways that you can engage. Call out people in your life. Yeah. Especially if you're white. Yeah. Speaking of those people that you called out, while you're calling them out, you can make sure to share our podcast with them because if they're your friend uh, now and then you call them out and then you're en- they're your enemy, then they, they qualify for our, right, exactly. our, our thing. <laughs> Fall into both categories. <laughs> um, so yeah, so make sure you share this with your friends and your enemies and you can comment where you can. And Josh. Yeah. Something very important. Mm-hmm. Um, since it, it is our penultimate. See, look, I'm... Uh, using it, word now. For it. Yeah. using it who's still in all it takes... now mother <laughs> <laughs> um i decided to get you uh a very very special uh stuffed animal oh okay um i know that it's kind of hard sometimes to just you know only talk to me yeah so i got you another friend so you can talk to so you wow, can that's confess really... all your deepest secrets really thoughtful yeah uh, yeah it's called confess a bear oh wow <laughs> yeah it's that's really like on, a new that's really on point yeah, it's a new Build-A-Bear kind of situation. Oh, so you went and Build-A-Bear and built a bear for me? And did yeah, I did any? that whole thing. Oh, okay. No, I did that whole thing where you like where you hold the heart and you like say things into it. Oh, okay. Put it in. Oh, wow. But, uh, basically, you can talk to it and say all your, your secret things. So, um, yeah, so thanks so much for like, you know, doing the podcast again this week. And I'm just going to I'm going to leave this here while I <laughs> go go check on something. Okay, sounds good. Oh wow, this is a really thoughtful gift. All right, let's uh it seems Elmar's out of the room. Let me give this a try. Hey uh hey confess a bear. Hello, Josh. Oh, h- h- how are you doing? Ooh, I'm great. How are you? Well, Do you have something on your mind you want to tell me? I... A secret perhaps? <laughs> yeah, I, I I do. I do. Um I've been holding on to this one for a while. Um, oh. Please tell me, tell me. It's very important that you tell me all your deepest, darkest secrets. Uh, well, you promise you won't tell anyone? I promise. I've been secretly trying to get Little Ohms onto the podcast to replace Omar for the longest time now, and I think it's going to happen. Season <gasps> 5. What?